This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Good Thursday to you. Welcome in, everybody, to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. I'm Sean Kelly. Greetings from Studio B here at the headquarters of the Saints and Pels on Airline Drive in Metairie, Louisiana. We've got a great show for you today, and um, it's all good. (laughs) There's nothing negative to talk about today. I'm I'm so happy about that. I'm in a really positive mood, and I hope that you're having a a great day. Even uh, those of us here in southeast Louisiana with a lot of storms and rain and everything else going on, we will not let that dampen our spirits, especially after a big win by the Pelicans last night. Put 118 on the board and beat the Magic 118 to 98. Now back to 500 at home. And uh, the numbers last night just almost blow, uh, blow you away when you look at the box score. Points in the paint, 54 for the paints, fast, uh, 54 for the Pelicans, fast break points. 38 for New Orleans last night, and then a host of guys in double figures, including Dante Cunningham, Anthony Davis, uh, Buddy Heal, Drew Holiday, Langston Galloway, and Tyreek Evans. It was a great way to start, excuse me, the six-game homestand, which continues tomorrow against the uh, Brooklyn Nets. And, of course, we'll have all-star news later today, hopefully. Fingers crossed, Anthony Davis is named as a starter for the Western Conference. We'll know that after 6 Central tonight. TNT has the official announcement from the NBA. And, of course, not only is it Anthony Davis, but we all want to know what the starters are going to be or who the starters are going to be because the All-Star Game is here in New Orleans next month. I mean, it's 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 a chance for our city to shine, and this is the first big piece of news leading up to All-Star Weekend, which is the 17th, 18th, and 19th of February. So hopefully, hopefully, uh, Anthony Davis will be representing his city here in New Orleans uh, amongst that starting five. And again, we'll know tonight. And then Daniel Salerson will have a reaction to uh, the all-star announcement and all things Pelicans on the Alvin Gentry show. That's a radio show for you tonight. And I'll give you the details before we get out of here on this, on this Thursday. Our guest lineup today, pretty darn good. Speaking of the NBA, Sekou Smith from uh, NBA.com. He's a senior writer for them, also an analyst for NBA TV. Daniel visits with Sekou Smith about uh, potentially what the all-star picture will look like, where things stand now as most teams have passed the halfway point of this NBA season. And I'm sure there'll be some Pelicans-centric talk in there as well as they kind of move into this next phase of the season, these six at home. And then on the football side, we were able to pull Craig Robertson out of the Saints weight room today. He is here working out of the facility and kind enough to stop by. We'll look back at a little bit of his season uh, as he ended up being the leading tackler for the New Orleans Saints this past fall and uh, winter, and also about his uh, past. And I know that we've talked with Craig before about uh, his days in between college football and the NFL, but as they say, there's more to the story. Wait till you hear this today from Craig Robertson. So good, good visit with him. So two great conversations. And then uh, before we wrap up, I'll give you the details on the Alvin Gentry show tonight because I think it'll be worth your while to stop by and uh, hear from Coach Gentry. Also uh, learn more about the all-star picture, and uh, hopefully we'll have uh, good news to talk about in regards to Anthony Davis and all-star weekend too. So stay with us. We've got a busy Thursday planned for you, and our conversations begin right after this first time out.
It's family night. You take the wife and kids to a new hibachi restaurant. The flames go up, your wife's eyebrows get singed off, and Junior leaves with a black eye, thanks to a projectile shrimp. But it doesn't have to be this way. Win the night with the New Orleans Pelicans, facing off against the Brooklyn Nets, Friday, January 20th. First 3,000 kids receive a Pierre toothbrush holder. Visit pelicans.com for tickets and win the night. Are you ready for a new challenge? Set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with over 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce cup, and sip your way to your goal weight. With flavors like pineapple mango, strawberry blueberry, dark chocolate banana, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goal. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Take the challenge as part of a low-calorie diet and daily exercise program. Weight loss depends on individual needs. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Well, as we talked about earlier in the show, we get a special guest here in Studio B today. It's Saints linebacker Craig Robertson, who's kind enough to join us. Looks like looks like post-workout here on this Thursday. Oh, this is pre-workout? Pre-workout, yeah. I can't give you the same lift that I'm sure your pre-workout routine normally gives you, but we'll try and get you ready. All right, all right. Is that fair? Good to see you, by the way. Good to see you, too. Good health? Yes, sir. Yeah? Yes, sir. How banged up were you by the time the season ended? Uh... It's football, man. You know, every everybody's banged up by the time the season's over. But, you know, as long as you come out healthy and you can get ready for the next season. You played them all, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I, just that, you know, you think about that number. And if you, I guess if you include the preseason, it's 20. It's 20, 20 games. And, and on the NBA side, I look at that and go, 20? That's nothing. Yeah. On the football side, that's a marathon. Marathon. So congratulations for making it all the way through. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, and congratulations, by the way, leading tackler on the football team. How, how did that feel when you looked at the final numbers on the season? Uh, to be honest, I really didn't look at it. My agent kind of told me, but, I mean, I was more focused on, you know, just the wins and losses because that's, that's all we're ultimately judged by. You know, right. You can have a 1,000 tackles, but, you know, if you know, you're 79, that 1,000 really doesn't matter. So. With whether the fans believe it or not, the fans and you guys are in agreement. Not good enough. Yeah. You guys wanted to be better. They wanted you to be better. There's no, I guess, mix up between those two feelings. Would no, you agree? Not at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I, I just, I, I don't think that. I think some fans realize that. I think other fans don't realize that. There's that same level of want, desire that you guys have. If you guys don't have even more than they do. Yeah, I mean, the the thing with, with that, you know, they've been fans for a lot of years, and mm-hmm. we got great fans, you know, but we put a lot of hours into what we do, and for us not to have the outcome that, that we wanted, you know, for one, like, we have to, to lay our head down at night and think about that. We got all, all season to think about that. Yeah. You know, so that, that makes us, for one, makes us sick to think about that all off season, let alone, you know, we got something to prove next year. And so, but it also gives us that same drive that we need to get over that hump. You've had a couple of weeks to think about it, so I'm going to ask you this: give me, give me the singular thing that makes you smile a little bit about this past season, and, and give me the thing that leaves kind of a nasty taste in your mouth. Both sides of the spectrum there. Nasty taste. Uh, the PI call against Oakland against me. That's the na- probably nastiest taste I've had. That was week I- one, Craig. Yeah, that's the well, that, that's my career right there. I that's the nastiest I've ever felt. Uh ever. And the thing that made me smile, uh, really just coming back and beating San Diego. 
and just just starting a starting a streak from there. You know, we were we were kind of you know we had our backs up against the wall. We found a way to win that game, and then uh, you know started kind of going on a roll. And I mean, just kind of kept it going for a little while. Yeah, Drew kept talking about Drew Brees. That is, kept talking about this team is this close, yeah. this close. Yeah. How close was it to to really kind of getting over the top of the hill? I mean, obviously you'll attempt to do that again here in the coming months. But looking back on the season, how close were you guys to finally tipping that thing over and really going? Uh, closer than a lot of people think, and you know, and you really don't want to get in too much debt because. I have no problem flying under the radar. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? With people kind of writing us off, which is fine. But, you know, a play here and there, just like, you know, we could have had a play here and then go opposite. But a play here and there, and, and we're not having this discussion now. Yeah. You know, so. That's, that's close. Yeah. That's really close. Craig Robertson and I met back in August when he first came to uh, the Saints from the Cleveland Browns. Craig, I'll be honest, the word was, Craig's coming. He can really help us on special teams. We'll see where it goes from there. The next thing you know, you're the starting middle linebacker and you lead the team in tackles. Mm-hmm. That's quite a change to the narrative early on for your past season. Yeah. Did you expect in any way that it could be like that? I mean, to be honest, I had uh, – when people say I was just a special teamer, I didn't really like that too much because I got a lot of starts under my belt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, that's, that's something that I just haven't done before. You know, I've played a lot of snaps in this league. And when I was, you know, playing a whole lot more here, I just felt it felt normal. You know, it felt like something I've always done. You know, I've always uh, played a lot. I've always, you know, made plays. But uh, when they were saying, oh, it was a special team, I kind of looked at it and was like, man, like, they don't think I can play defense at all. You know? Yeah. And then, you know, I just, if I get the opportunity, you know, I just got to prove everybody wrong. And, I mean, that's just something that I've kind of lived by. Uh, since I've gotten to the league, just you know, there's this picture of me, and I gotta prove that you know that's not the correct picture of what everybody thinks it is. Well, this story goes back. I mean, you, it's back. not just this season because this is something I thought about a lot watching you play all season. We had a conversation back at camp, and I asked you to go back and tell me about the days post your college career at North Texas, and then the chance to get to the NFL. And you started telling me the story about, you know, using your degree to maybe explore a different career. And at the same time, whether it be on the side or in conjunction with it, I think you were training fellow employees, weren't you, at a health club? Mm -hmm. And so every time I watched you play, I couldn't help but think of that. I was like, this dude was just training schleps like me at the office not too long ago. And now he's rising and rising and rising. And as you just mentioned, kind of not proving others wrong but just proving yourself more and more. Did yeah. you think about those days at all this past season? Dude, I mean, I've been thinking about those days since I've gotten to the league. I mean, it's something I, I think about all the time. Like when I kind of like I kind of get down on myself, and I'm like, well, it could be worse. You know, you, you could still be at work, you know. And a, a lot of people don't have that story, and I don't, you know, use my story for anything else but, but my motivation, you know. But, I mean, it was different watching NFL games at work, you know, while I'm, you know, training uh, people that worked at Verizon. You know, that was that was hard, you know, especially your first year out. And I was playing Aussie Rules football at the time as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I was <laughs> like, well, if I want to play, if they don't want to play NFL and nobody wants me, I was like, all right, cool. I, I have all this ability. I can't just not use it. 
you know, I can't just be in school and, and just work. I I got too much ability just to do that. And so I started playing Aussie Rules football. So, that's I mean, crazy that's stuff. A, that's a different story in its own. I didn't know that story. Yeah. Where in the heck in Texas were you playing Aussie Rules football? Uh, we had a team in Dallas, actually. Uh, it's something that's all over the nation. You know, you had different clubs in different states and cities in Texas. And we had a national tournament that was played in Austin. This was in 2011. And we actually won the national title. And so that was my first time learning. It was a guy uh, who was like, man, look, we got to get American football players over to Australia and play Aussie rules. And he was like, man, look, it's a great opportunity. They they just signed a guy, uh, Greg Paulus, played at Duke, the basketball yeah, player. So yeah. it was him and somebody else. They were the first Americans to go over that were like ex-college athletes. And so me, myself, and Emmanuel Moody, we were going to be next to to uh, go over. So you weren't just fooling around. You were actually plotting maybe a career in Australia. Yeah. I oh, was, get out of here. Yeah, I was I was supposed to fly out uh, like December 28th or 29th. And that's what it was. And then the Browns called me on like December 15th. And I was like, hey, we want to bring you in for a workout. And so I told myself, I was like, man. At first I thought somebody was playing on my phone. To be honest, so I kind of, you know, joked around with the guy, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm at work," and I kind of hung up. And my agent called me. and was like, "Hey, did you talk to the Browns?" And I haven't talked to him since, you know, like months <laughs> had went by. Right. And so I'm like, "Okay, um, football is just not for me," you know. And he called me. He's like, "Hey, the Browns just called you, right?" I was like, "Yeah, man, I hung he, up on." Yeah, him. I was good. the guy I just playing. hung up on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so I, uh, he called me back. And I was like, well, I told myself, I was like, I'll just go. You know, I'm already going to go to Australia. You know, I was like, I had my thing set up. I was talking to my girlfriend, which is not my wife at the time, about going to Australia. And, you know, she was she was down because, you know, it was something that I wanted to do. It was something that I was good at, too. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, hey, we'll just go. i just, you know, try it out. But I took enough clothes because it was like three weeks left in the season, two weeks. And I was like, watch, I'm a, I'm just going to take enough clothes just in case. And I took, like, a big suitcase. This is to Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. And then they ended up sending me to the practice squad. And so I told my agent in Aussie, and I was like, hey, uh, I just signed a Cleveland practice squad. It'll be, like, two weeks. So see if they can, you know, fly me out later, mm-hmm. you know, and then I'll, uh, I'll see if I'll sign or whatever. And then they signed me to a futures deal. And I was like, well, I got to make a decision. You know, play football, play Aussie. And so, you know, I'm, I'm here now. So so I like this plan better. Yeah. All right, who's tougher, Australian rules football players or you guys? Yeah. This this whole no pads thing and, and yeah. the kicking and the everything else? I mean, we're tougher because we get hit. Like, you get hit, like, every play or every other play. Right. Then you might get you, you might get a hard hit like twice a game. Okay, you uh-huh. know, so it, it it isn't a continuous. It's more strategy than it is guys just hitting with no pad. It's more running though, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's a lot. Oh more yeah, running. yeah. Uh, we had Jim Taylor on yesterday. Uh, he's a Pro Football Hall of Famer, and he was he was talking about the fact that you know in American football, out of a sixty minute game, it's like you know it's it's actually like. 
10 to 12 minutes of actual play and that you have to be explosive for four to eight seconds and, and that kind of thing. And yeah. then with Australian rules football, it's kind of more of a constant moving yeah. and running more similar to like, say rugby, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Like it's, it's, okay. it's more of a, it's more like soccer, you know, soccer guys are running up and yeah. down. It's, it's more like that. It's like, it's a herd all running together. I had no idea we'd talk about this today. Yeah. There's no doubt. Where's Stafford, Texas, by the way? Uh, about 10 minutes south of Houston. Oh, wow. I was totally wrong. I thought it was up near the Dallas suburbs. Mm-mm. Okay. That's home, right? Yeah. How often do you go back to Stafford, Texas? Uh, Quite a bit. Okay. I mean, when I can. You know, you only got X amount of months in the off season, and then you're, you're back at work. So, but, I mean, obviously when I can. Okay. I'm trying to get back. You're going to be a new daddy soon, aren't you? Yep. Ah. For the second time. Yeah, it's a little different this time around. Yeah, I know. You I think heard. you know, but you don't. Yeah. <laughs> different different when you got two of them running around. All right, so the the, 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 the oldest is boy or girl? Girl. Girl. Lexi. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay, and, and now the new baby is going to be, do we know yet? Boy. Oh, you've got one of each. One of each. One of each? Yes. And you go from zone coverage to man-to-man now, <laughs> you and your wife. Yeah. Yes. Are you excited? Yeah, I, I can see it on your face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're both excited. I mean, just... Having one of each, you know, her, she having her little me and I having mine, you know, it's just something that, that we have, uh, just a family together. Awesome. Yeah. All right, so obviously a new baby changes the whole off season a little bit. Maybe not not the vacation that you were hoping for, or are well, you still going to take some time and do something? Well, I mean, I yeah. guess what do you want to do away from football here over the next couple of months? So uh, next couple of months we got a, a couple of weddings that we're going to. Oh, yes. And so, I mean, a couple of them are destination, so – one of them will take the kids, and one of them we won't. Uh, the one that we are, it's a family wedding. It's, it's my brother's wedding. Okay. And so, obviously, we'll, we'll take the kids to that. And that's in that's in Cabo. And so, that would be nice. Yeah, uh, you go to worse places. Yeah. Yeah, right. And then the other wedding we're going to is Cancun, so that would be just us. Stop it. Yeah, I know. You'll be like a Mexican citizen before you know it. Easy peasy. Yes. <laughs> Outstanding. And then there's the football stuff. Yeah. Give fans an idea of what – the NFL offseason has become – it's different now. Mm. Um, you know, whether you want to go into detail about the schedule or not, but kind of give me the phases that you'll go through football-wise over the next 60, 90, 120 days type stuff. Uh, well, first off is like, well, you go from doing football stuff from April all the way to December. Right. So you need like a month of rest, you know, for you just to get your sleep back because – Guys are up at six thirty, and a lot of times we go to four thirty, five o'clock on some days, and you just get some time to just rest and enjoy your family that you haven't really been around that much, uh, your wife, a girlfriend, or whoever, parents that you don't really get to see. You know, just when you get home, and then when you get home, it's like I gotta watch film. You know, I gotta do the dad stuff, and then I'm tired. It's eleven, so now I gotta go to sleep. Right. You know, so mm-hmm. you you kind of just you get off that routine and you get to more of the 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 family guy uh, or whatever routine, and you kind of do that for a month, some guys six weeks, and then you kind of start getting back after it. But not it's more like you kind of want to get your wind back before you start getting after. It. So it's more like cardio stuff, and then it's like okay, cool. Like now my wind's back, now I can really get after it. Perfect. And then it's time to start back in April. That's crazy quick. Yeah. It really is. It really is. Craig Robertson with a Saints linebacker. Hey, before I let you go, are you even watching playoff football right now? Are you totally getting Man. away from football or have you watched? I, I watched the, the Cowboy 
uh, Green Bay game. Just cause I, had, I had a lot of friends uh, playing for the Cowboys, and that's really the only game I watched. But I was even sick watching that. But I mean, we didn't play either of those, of those teams, so I mean, I was okay. But just watching teams that you play against play, and you know, like you know, some of the teams that you beat, and just watching it just makes you sick. So you really don't even watch it. Every time, like you know, Saturday and Sunday, I'm like, hey, baby, let's let's watch a movie or something on TV or, you know, try to do something. So I don't want to watch the games. Interesting. Two games this weekend. You going to take a peek or no? I probably – Probably mean, pass. Yeah, I probably won't. Super Bowl, do you watch the Super Bowl at least? I watch Super Bowl. Okay. I usually have a Super Bowl party yep. just at my house with family and friends and we'll check out the game. But even then, I'm like playing pool or something like that. Like I'm not – I watch a player too, but I won't like watch the game in depth. Fair enough. And then, I mean, as a player, it's hard for us to watch games because it's like we're watching film. And uh, so you yeah. you kind of analyze and stuff, and you're not really enjoying the game like you want to. So it's, it's kind of hard to watch games that way either. It's interesting, though, the difference between the way that you watch a film cut up and the way it's presented live on television. Oh, yeah, All not, the commercials and the yeah. replays and everything else. You guys don't watch film that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we do watch live cut up sometimes. But okay. that's, you know, just to get – Certain stuff going on, but that's that's about it. Okay. Who do you think will be in the Super Bowl? I don't care. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I just I think there's some folks in this building that don't want a particular team to go there. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, I hope none of them go. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wishful thinking, but, I mean, that's just how I feel. Just as a competitor, you don't want to see anybody. But you. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. That'll get you a long way. I hope so. Yeah. It might drive you nuts at times, too. Oh, it does. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fair just, enough. Just like now. The workout today. You want to give me a preview? What do you got? Cardio. Cardio today. Yeah. Okay. I get my wind back. All right. Well, do you run? Do you use elliptical? What do you use at this point? You're young. No, nah, I'm a Stairmaster guy. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't, you, you run, you know, all year. So it's like you kind of do something, just slow it down, but still you know, get a good sweat and get the heart beating up a little bit. Perfect. I appreciate you stopping by. Oh, no doubt. I, I, I really do enjoy visiting with Craig all the time. And so today I learned even more. This Australian <laughs> rules football thing's got me got me thinking, or at least picturing my mind what this guy would look like on that field. <laughs> Ooh, I don't think Australia was ready for you. It's yeah. probably a good thing that you stayed stateside here, I think. Yeah. Yep. And now, and now two beautiful kids and – Yes. yes, congratulations. Sir. Thanks, sir. Have a great offseason. Yes, sir. All right, appreciate it. Thank you. Greg Robertson, New Orleans Saints linebacker. We're back in a moment. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Hey, New Orleans! The world's biggest party just got even bigger because NBA All-Star 2017 is coming to the Big Easy. You know about the big game on Sunday, but there's a whole weekend of fun. Starting Friday night, come check out the BBVA Compass Rising Stars Challenge and the Celebrity Game. Then the D-League All-Star Game on Saturday. Even watch the best athletes in the world get ready at All-Star Practice. Tickets start at just $10. Don't miss out. Visit NBATickets.com now. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. 
Tonight, we'll find out if Anthony Davis will be named a starter for the Western Conference All-Stars. Joining me now to talk All-Star and the Pelicans is NBA.com senior writer and NBA TV analyst, Sekou Smith. Sekou, great to have you back on the podcast, sir. Hey, I appreciate it, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Sekou, I want to focus on the All-Star voting before I get into your picks. Um, Do you like how the voting goes right now with fan votes counting for 50% and players and media counting for the other 50%, or is there a better way in your eyes? No, I like it. I like it that everybody has some, some skin in the game, so to speak. Um, you know, I'm I'm curious to see exactly what the participation is on the player side and the media side. I, you know, uh, I was one of the 100 media panel members that, that got a chance to vote, and um, I'm hoping that our turnout was, you know, as, as robust as possible because you want this thing to be full representation of the people you're asking to participate. Fans, of course, are, are you know, voting millions of times, um, you know, and millions of fans, hopefully, you know, diving into the process. For, for the media and the players, you know, I, I want a high percentage of turnout of the guys who are asked to participate because I think it gives us a full breadth of, of what you need to make sure we get these things right. I feel like there's a, a catch-22 uh, of some sorts with voting as far as the fans because it's nice to see some worldwide voting when you have guys like Zaza Pachulia being the second-leading vote-getter for front-court players in the West, but at the same time with other guys that's taking away from them potentially being a starter. Um, do you think the fans are doing a good job as voting for the players, or do you think they more favor their favorite players and not who necessarily deserves it? I don't think they're doing a bad job. I think they're doing exactly what they've always done with the all-star voting, which is it's a popularity contest for a lot of guys. Um, you know, we've had years where I look at the, the list of starters and I scratch my head and say, you know, is this guy really worthy? Did he have the kind of season you need to have to be an all-star? When there's somebody else who maybe is having a more outstanding season at that position. But it's an exhibition, you know, and it's a fan event when you really boil it down. And I'd hate to see us squeeze the fans' opinion out of this. Yeah, no doubt about that. They definitely should be a part of it. Um, this seems to be the best way with the players and the media having their say as well. Um, I want to get your thoughts on uh, your predictions for the starters or maybe who you think should be the starters as we head into the uh, announcement tonight. Let's start with your picks in the East. First, who are your five guys that you think should be the starters? And uh, do you think any of those five will not be named a starter tonight? <laughs> um, well, I, I mean, I hope I got it right. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, for for Twitter's sake. Yep. Uh, because you'll hear about it if you didn't. But, of course. You know, my backcourt was Isaiah Thomas and DeMar DeRozan. Um, my three frontcourt guys were Jimmy Butler, LeBron James, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. I just felt like it was hard to exclude any of those guys off my first five. And I, I know Kyle Lowry is on the same team as DeRozan having a fantastic year. But I felt like one of those guys would be on there, not both of them. Um, and I just think I just well, any leaving him off their ballot is not really paying attention to the impact he's had for the Celtics and, and just how great his game has evolved the past couple of years. Uh, talk about Atetokounmpo a little bit because, I mean, I, I know the talent that he has and the potential that he has, but did you think that at this point in his career he'd be um, uh, potentially being a starter in the, uh, the Eastern Conference? Oh, no, I did not. I mean, I'm like most people. Um, I watched him, you know, go through some growing pain. First year, and 
And then, you know, when they put the ball in his hands last season, I think it opened the mind. Play, you know, Jason Kidd deciding to, to play through him the way they did. And then he just took it to another level this season, obviously. Chasing triple doubles and impacting the game on both ends of the floor the way he has. Um, I, I think he's the most dangerous player on both ends in the Eastern Conference behind LeBron. Um, even more so than guys like Paul George and Butler. Um, just because of the length that he brings to it, it's a, it's a totally different monster when you got a guy who can take two steps from the top of the key and, and be at the rim without anybody that can touch him. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's been fun to watch uh, seeing him play and develop this season. Let's go to the West, and I know as of right now, as far as the fan voting, AD was not named a starter, but that could change with the media and player voting tonight. Do you think, is AD a starter, one, in your eyes, and two, do you think he gets uh, named a starter tonight? He was on my ballot, um, you know, with Kevin Durant, uh, you know, and and really, to me, he and Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard should be, you know, no-brainers for those three-point court selections. I would imagine that the media and the players would, you know, that, that he would get a lot of support there and maybe that offsets, you know, what the fans voted. Um, and, you know, in the back where I had, obviously, James Harden and Russell Westbrook, two guys that are leading the MVP charge in the league right now and, and having outlandish seasons, you know, triple double basically every other night. And, uh, you know, look, AD suffers from the same thing anybody else does in his position when you, you know, clearly establishes one of the the best players in the league, you know, not just at the position, but overall. But your team's success doesn't always reflect, you know, exactly what kind of player you are. You sometimes get banged for that. And I don't think it's the right, you know, way to, for people to go about it, looking at him and viewing his game. Because really, when you look at All-Stars and you're talking about the, the great players in the league, you have to take what they do individually into account. This is not the All-NBA team. Uh, you know, this is the All-Star team. So it's, it's really about the individual. Um, and to me, I don't know how anybody can look at this league and not consider Anthony Davis one of the, those five best guys you put out there for the West. Yeah, I would agree with that, except I'm pretty biased here in New Orleans. But I still agree that AD <laughs> should be an all-star. Let's talk about AD um, this season. This is his fifth year in the league, third in points per game, second in blocks per game, having an unbelievable season for New Orleans. Are you seeing, even his fifth year, more growth from AD? Yeah, and, and you know, we talked about it on air last night on, on early game time on NBA TV that, you know, if there's a guy who, you know, who could put up a quadruple double, you know, who would it be? Um, and he was one of the guys that, that we all thought, you know, would be capable of. I, I think so much of his game centers on the fact that, you know, he has to be on the floor. Like, you, you know, the, the only knock I think people have about him is that, you know, he's had some injury concerns and some bumps and bruises that affect him all the time. But, I mean, if, he, if he's on the top of his game, you know, and healthy, I, I think, you know, that's, that's the most important thing, you know, is that he's got to stay healthy. He has to be available is, is his most important trait, you know, for the time being and certainly for the future. I mean, you, you can't have a great player like that not be – out there on the court and in uniform and active for his team because they rise and fall based on his availability. Yeah, and the Pelicans certainly need him in the thick of this Western Conference race for eighth. It's not a pretty one with New Orleans seeing nine games under 500, but still just a game and a half back 
as of right now. How do the Pelicans stack up in that race with teams like Portland, Denver, Sacramento, and heck, right now, even Minnesota and Dallas, who are climbing up the Western Conference standings as far as trying to get that eight spot? Well, it's a grind. And, I, you know, I talked to Alvin Gentry about that. You know, if you really think about the hole that they put themselves in early, you know, when, when Drew Holiday was out, they didn't have their full complement of players. They really lost ground then. And so you look at the schedule and you're, you're asking yourself, where is a six to seven game stretch where they can make it up? You know, they have to, you got to be able to find somewhere on the schedule where you can dig in and make up those games. And that's difficult. Uh, I think that's really a tough thing for any team to do if you're not one of the truly elite teams in the league and you're, you know, winning at a ridiculous clip. It's, it becomes a deal where you're searching the schedule and hunting the schedule for opportunities where you can get some of those games back. And, you know, you, you need your, all your guys playing at a high level to do that. And I think there's no doubt that, that Drew Holiday has made a huge difference. He's always been one of my favorite players in the league. I, I thought he was fantastic in Philly. When, he, you know, he earned an all-star spot in, at one point during his career there. Um, I just I just love the, the patience and the, the t- tone that he plays with. And I think he's a great complement to AD. And the, and the better their chemistry be, you know, in, becomes, the better that team has an opportunity to build around those two guys in particular. Should be exciting down the stretch uh, with all these teams battling for that eighth spot in the Western Conference. Should be exciting also tonight when the uh, – TNT announces the starters for the NBA All-Star Game. That's Sekou Smith, NBA.com senior writer and NBA TV analyst. You can read Sekou's latest on the Hangtime blog on NBA.com and see him throughout the season on NBA TV's Game Time and 10 Before Tip. You can also tune in to NBA TV on Tuesday as the Spurs take on the Raptors at 6 p.m. Central, followed by a brand-new episode of Beyond the Pain at 9 p.m. Sekou, I appreciate the time as always, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. Yep, no problem. All right, we'll be back after these few messages. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. It's guys night out. You and the crew head out to the club. Tonight is ladies night, but there are no ladies in sight. Where are the ladies, bro? Then a bad batch of hot wings sends you sprinting to the bathroom. But it doesn't have to be this way. Win the night with the New Orleans Pelicans. See the Pels face off against reigning champs LeBron James and the Cavs Monday, January 23rd. Visit pelicans.com for tickets and win the night. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. 
try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Want each show delivered right to your iPhone or iPad? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report. Great stuff from Daniel Salerson and Sekou Smith today. Good NBA talk. And uh, also a big thanks today to Craig Robertson stopping by, uh, linebacker from the New Orleans Saints. Every time I talk to him, I really enjoy it, uh, whether it be uh, preseason like I did uh, back at training camp, in-season, when it's uh, very focused and uh, and and game driven, and then of course to have kind of a more relaxed conversation as we did today. Two more good conversations for you tomorrow. Uh, we're we're working on NBA for tomorrow. I think we've got that lined up. Another national uh, personality for you, and then for sure we have Heath Evans from the NFL Network. Uh, to help us preview the AFC and NFC Championship games to be played this weekend. Both are on Sunday, by the way. Uh, you should know that, uh, as many of you probably already do. Okay, so tonight we have the All-Star Starters announcement. That'll come at 6 Central on TNT. Then, perfect, you can go right to your radio, especially those of you listening here in the New Orleans Metro, on the Pelicans flagship station, 99.5 WRNO-FM. It's the Alvin Gentry Show. Daniel Salerson will be hosting tonight from 7 p.m. until 8 p.m. Uh, you'll be able to catch more of the Seku Smith visit tonight. We'll have three good segments with Pelicans head coach Alvin Gentry. We've got a lot to cover there. Um, and then we'll be talking about, of course, the NBA All-Star starters. And uh, we're really hoping that's a heavy Anthony Davis conversation. Again, fingers crossed. I hope you voted. Uh, I hope the media did the right thing. Uh, and I hope the players uh, participated. I, I know a lot of them did vote. Not many have shared their votes, but I know a lot of them did vote. So uh, it's a different mix of uh, voting this year to come to the starting five for both the East and the West. And, uh, and I'm really curious. I'm curious to see how it turns out, without a doubt. Um, also, your calls and comments, if Daniel can get those in tonight during the Alvin Gentry Show. And, of course, uh, Daniel will kind of look back at last night and also look ahead to the weekend uh, that has the Pelicans at home Friday and then on Monday against Cleveland. Uh, shoot, that next week, by the way. Cleveland, Thunder, Spurs, <laughs> and I'm throwing the Wizards in, too. That's the end of the homestand, and Washington's playing well. Uh, they're playing really, really, really well at home. We'll see how they fare on the road when they are out and about next week and then meet up with us one week from Sunday. All right, so there you have it. That's a recap of today, a little look into tomorrow, and again, a busy rest of this Thursday still to come. So you guys have a great rest of your Thursday, and we really, really, as always, appreciate you being a part of our day as well. And uh, help spread the word, won't you? And we're doing this uh, for you, and this is very NFL, NBA, Saints, Pelicans driven, and uh, certainly want to share our great conversations that we get coming into our building with you via this podcast. So with that being said, thanks again to Daniel Salerson today, Sekou Smith, Craig Robertson. I'm Sean Kelly, and we'll see you next time right here on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.